Yes. We're up to Dafavav Amir Aleph. We're up to uh, seven lines into the page is Amr Mar. So we said the last thing we said yesterday was a Shaila of if you hold like Rabba, that the purpose is to make sure that the get was written Lashma, that's why you say do, do you have to actually be present and hear them saying Lishma? Or if you're present and you hear them, you know, writing the get, that's enough. So we said there were three opinions. The first opinion was, I think, Barhedya, who says every letter has to be written Lishma. So you have to hear them saying, I'm writing every letter Lishma Mamsh. Then you have the second opinion is Ravami Ravasi. Uh, Ravami Ravasi say that as long as they say the first line is Lishma, you could assume the rest is written Lishma. And then you have the last opinion, which is Ravashi. Ravashi says, you don't actually have to hear them saying anything, Lishma. As long as the, you hear them say, you hear the cipher being asked to write a get for his wife, and then you hear the scratching of the quill, that's enough. You could assume the cipher did the job for the person that he asked to do it, and he didn't have someone else in mind. So the Gemara brought a brysa that proved it, because the brysa said, even if the cipher is on one floor, and the shimer is on another floor, it works. Now, if they're not on the same floor, he can't be hearing him saying everything, uh, you know, lishma. The answer is, you hear the scratching of the quill. That's the only thing you could hear from one floor to the next. Now, the Gemara, in that b'raisa, though, it also said, afilu nichnas v'yoytzi, kosher. Even if he's nichnas v'yoytzi, who, who is nichnas v'yoytzi? So when I read the b'raisa, I thought it meant the shimer, the, the shliach. Meaning, the shliach wasn't actually there for the writing of the get. He was nichnas v'yoytzi. He was in and out of the room. Here's the problem, though. If he doesn't even have to be on the same floor... Is it a chiddush to tell me that he doesn't have to be in the same room the whole time? He's nechas v'yaitzi. If he doesn't have to be on the same floor, kavachaymer he doesn't have to. He could be nechas v'yaitzi. So the gemara says, "Amar mar, afilu nechas v'yaitzi kaliyem kulei kasher." Even if he's nechas v'yaitzi, he wasn't in the room, but he's coming in and out of the room. It's kosher. Now, man, who are we referring to? Ilay meshliach. If we're talking about the shliach, meaning the shliach can say before nechta v'nechta, even though he wasn't in the room the whole time, he was just coming in and out. The answer is it's pashit. Hash to hupa bayis v'seifer baliyat lechazi leyamir kosher nechas v'yaitzi miboy. If I just told you that he doesn't even have to be in the same floor during the writing, so do, does he have to be in the room the whole time? Of course not. So rather el seifer. The case is it's the seifer, meaning. The cipher is in and out, meaning he's not writing the get all at once. He's writing the get, taking a bathroom break, coming back, writing a little more, going to get a drink, get a little more. Meaning he's he's nichlas v'yotzi. So let me ask you a question: Why should what's the chiddush in that? Do I th- why should I think the cipher has to write it straight the whole time? If I if the cipher comes over and he's like, hey, I wrote the get, but I I had to take some errands in between. Does the, the mission the Bryce has to tell me that that's okay? Why wouldn't it be okay? What's the difference? Why, why, why should I think that the cipher has to be present, that he has to have to do it uninterrupted? So the Gemara says, What would be the concern that he's taking a break in between? He's taking a lunch break. He's taking a coffee break. Why should I think that that's a problem? So the answer is, The case is, in the middle of writing the get, he went to the market to buy some fruit. So... You might think that maybe while he's in the market, he ran into somebody and somebody said to him, hey, do me a favor, write, write me a get. And he had that person in mind when he wrote the get, meaning, you might think that, that he actually ran into somebody, so he started writing the get for Rachel. Then in the middle, he leaves to get some coffee and to go to the market to get some fruit. And you might think that maybe while he's there, he ran into Leah and Leah said, do me a favor, write a get. And he wrote it for the other person, Kamash no. As long as he was asked to write it for Rachel, you don't have to assume that in middle, 
he, he changed mind for who he was writing for. If he, he started for that person, even it's fine. Okay. Now, here's the kasha. My father asked me this a couple days ago, and I didn't have the answer because it's addressed now. We, we know the halacha that within Eretz Yisrael, you don't have to say from outside of Eretz Yisrael. You do. Either because they didn't travel or because they weren't in Lushma. The question is, what about Bavel? What is Bavel's status? See, Bavel was a very learned area. It was the most learned area outside of Eretz Yisrael at the time. So the question is, what is Bavel's status? Is Bavel like Lebanon? Meaning, if I bring a get from Bavel, does it require or not? So that's what today's daf is going to be dealing with a lot, is what is the status of Bavel? So the Gemara says, Itmar, Bavel, what is the law of Bavel? So it's a machlek, is Rav and Shmuel. Rav Amar Keretz Yisrael again. Rav says it's like Eretz Yisrael, that you do not have to say Bafani Nechtam, Bafani Nechtam. Shmuel Amar Kechutz And Shmuel says, it's like all of Chutz that you have to say. Now, what is the case exactly? So Taisus explains... The, 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 we're not talking about a case of bringing it from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael because that's the next Ahmed. So Tysus doesn't assume that it's the same Achlegas. So we're not talking about Bavel to Eretz Yisrael. And we're also not talking about within one neighborhood in Bavel because the Gemara assumes that that's Pasha, that it's no, not necessary. The Machlegas is the following case. You have two provinces in Bavel that people did not travel so much. That's the case of the Gemara. So it's not Eretz Yisrael to Bavel, because that's Ahmed Beis. It's within Bavel, let's go with Surah and, and Pumpadisa, okay? Two places that we've heard of. Surah and Nardoy, okay? Those are two places that we've heard of. From one place to the other, if I carry the get, if I deliver the get from one neighborhood of Bavel to the other neighborhood of Bavel, do I have to say Befani Nechta, Befani That's the Shaila, and it's a Machloikis, Rav and Shmuel. So the Gemara wants to know, what is the Machloikis about? So, Leima Bahakim Iflugi. Perhaps, I mean, you've been doing this dafim for five days. I think we could already put together some of this. What do you think the machlekes is about? Oh, maybe it's a machlekes, Rava and Rava. Meaning, that Rav holds that you do not have to say within Babel because he holds that the reason to say it is like Rava that it has to do with that they're not learned. And in Babel, they're learned, so there's no need. Umar Savar and Shmuel says you have to say it. It's Lefishein Edim Sin Lekaimoi Vani Nami Leishchichi. He says the reason why you have to say it is because people don't travel, and from two different provinces in Bavel, they also didn't travel. So perhaps the Machloikis of whether you have to say it within Bavel is if it's a Lishma concern, there's no problem because they were Bucky in Lishma. If it's a travel concern, there was a travel concern. That seems to be the Machloikis. Here's the problem. The problem is we've said this many times. Rabba holds of Rabba. Meaning, while Rabba said that it's a Lashma concern, he's also concerned by a lack of traveling. So if, you, if they don't travel within Bavel, it should be universally accepted that you have to say So what exactly is the Machlegas? And don't tell me that Rav who says you don't have to, it's because he holds like Rabba, because Rabba holds like Rabba. So what is the Machlegas about? It can't be as clear as Lashma and traveling, because it's not as poshid as that. So the Gemara says... Um, the Tizbra, does that make sense? Harabah isli de Rava, but Rava holds of Rava, and if they don't travel within Bavel, it should be universally accepted they have to say So what is the Machlekes about within Bavel? Basically, it's like, I'll say this outside very simple. The, everyone agrees that the concern is traveling. So you're going to say, well, it's two different provinces. People don't generally travel from two different leaderships in two different provinces. The Machlekes is, in each province, there were big yeshivas. Right, Surah Nardo, there's a big, big, big yeshivas, which meant all the Bachrim are traveling to those yeshivas. The Machloikis is, does that make it travel enough that there's no need? Rav says, there's no need to say it. Why? Everybody's traveling to yeshiva. 
So there's no lack of people to identify. Shmuel says very simply, um, who's traveling? Yeshiva Bachram. Yeshiva Bachram don't know about documents. Documents is all, the way they knew about documents was from business, right? You get enough checks in your business, you start recognizing people handwriting. That's how people knew about documents, right? You ever think about it? It's like, oh, they, they have to identify that a loan document is legit, so they have to go to the hometown. So let's say there was people in Kew Garden Hills, and you have to recognize their handwriting. How are you going to recognize someone's handwriting? The answer is from business. Well, well how else are you going to know? So Rav says there's no need because they used to travel within Bavel because of the big yeshivas. Shmuel says, but who's traveling? Yeshiva Bacharim. Yeshiva Bacharim don't know anything about handwriting. So <laughs> what does it help you? So it's Kilu, they're not traveling. That's the Machlaikis. The Machlaikis is, can you rely on the travel within Bavel of Yeshiva Bacharim? Rav says yes, and Shmuel says no. The Gemara says... Um, Rav says at the end of the day they traveled because of the big yeshivas in Bavel. Shmuel says who's traveling? The Bachim. They're learning. They're not. They're not. They don't know about uh, signatures. So it's Kilu. They're not traveling. So that's the Machlokes. It's Marnabi, I'll prove it to you, that what made Bavel unique in the travel department were the yeshivas, because When Rav moved from Eretz to Bavel, he opened up a very large yeshiva, and Rav Abba said, that's when we became like Eretz where there's no need, because now people travel to the yeshivas. Meaning once Rav opened up his big yeshiva in Bavel, then it was uh, it was no longer necessary to say, because, because of the yeshiva. You see from here that the factor of whether you say in Bavel was the yeshivas. Okay. So right now we're saying that Bavel does not require according to Rav. Let me ask you a question though. The Mishnah, I mean it's a pretty a pretty simple question, a pretty simple answer, but I'll just speak it out. The Mishnah says, You have to say it. Isn't Bavel chutzlaretz? Like, the Mishnah kind of makes it sound like all lands outside of Israel require saying, So isn't Bavel outside of Israel? So the answer the Gemara is going to give is that our Mishnah means except for Bavel. Our, our Mishnah means all lands outside of Israel except for Bavel. Okay. So the Gemara says Akasha. Well, it says, Medina Sayyam, Medina Sayyam, and then the Mishnah gives boundaries of Eretz Yisrael. Akko, anything above Akko is, I mean, Bavel, it's clearly, it's clearly from the Mishnah differentiation between the borders of Eretz Yisrael and outside. It gives Ashkelon, it gives Akko, it gives, it gives, uh, it gives all these boundaries. It implies that everything outside of those boundaries required before Nechav and Nechav. No, Medina Sayyam is just a terminology for all Chutzlars. Rashi says, Kol Chutzlars, Kar Medina Sayyam. Bar Mebovel. Okay, so Rashi knew that today's not. Bar Mebovel. So, okay, so the Gemara at first is going to ask, isn't, isn't Medina Sayyam including all Chutzlars? And the answer is, except for Bovel. So the Gemara says, um, it gives all the boundaries of Eretz Yisrael and the northern boundary of Eretz Yisrael regarding, but not saying is Akko. Now we we know Bavel's not within the borders of Eretz Yisrael. That the evils will come from the south, from the north, which means Bavel is the north of Eretz Yisrael. Meaning, Bavel's not in Eretz Yisrael. So, doesn't it sound like from the Mishnah that all things outside of Israel require? It's not Rav Meir Oimer, and even Rav Meir, it's, they have to go such a arichas. Even Rav Meir only only exempts Akko because Akko is in Eretz Yisrael. But something that's far away from Akko would require. 
So doesn't the Mishnah imply that Babel should say? The answer is, He asked and he answers, What the Mishnah means is, That's how you're supposed to read the Mishnah. That if you bring a get from outside of Israel, except for Babel, that's how you have to interpret the Mishnah. Now, where is Babel? Now, okay, so now if you travel within Bavel, you do not have to say, and we're going to see in Tamar, and the next Amit, if I bring it from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael to Machlekes, that means that Bavel is different than all of Chutzlar. The question is, what is Bavel? What are the boundaries of Bavel? Right? We have the boundaries of Eretz Yisrael. What are the boundaries of Bavel? No, but I'm saying, what is Bavel? Meaning, what is the, you know, where does Bavel end? You know what I mean? Bavel is Iraq, so it's like, does it go into Iran? Like, you know what I mean? Like, where does Bavel end? So the Gemara says, Ad heichan hi bavel. Where is bavel? Amrav papa ki machloikis liyuchsin kach machloikis legitin. So it's a machloikis in kedushin. Where is bavel regarding the laws of yuchsin? Uh, it has to do with that there were different countries that were better for lineage, like avoiding mamzer. Bavel was known to be the best area when it comes to uh, lineage. Like if you married someone from bavel, that was like they're clean. Uh, so in Kedushin, it describes where does Bavel end, it's a Machlegas. Rashi doesn't even bring down where, by the way, neither does the art school. No one even brings that. They just say, look at Kedushin. So wherever the, wherever the boundaries are for Yuchsin, that's the boundaries for Gittin. That's what the Gemara in Kedushin, that's, that's what the Gemara over here says. So whatever it is for Kedushin, that's what it is uh, for, uh, for Gittin. Rav Yosef Amar, no, he gives his own boundaries. Machlekes Yuchsin. For Yuchsin, it's a Machlekes check there. Aval Gitin, Gitin, the boundaries of Bavel is Divrei Hakol at Arba Tinyana Degishra. All agree that Bavel extends until the second willow swamp past the bridge. It's very interesting. Yeah, listen, it was written in Bavel. They knew exactly where that was. They were like, you know the bridge? Second willow, that's the end. Okay. And if you bring a get from past the second willow, Second willow. That that's it. They knew where it was. Okay. Now the Gemara says like this. Um This is interesting. Rav Chizda felt that if you bring a get from the city of Aktisfoin to Bay Ardashir, you have to say uh Okay, but if you bring from Be'ardeshir to Akitzva, in the opposite, you do not need. So that's a very strange thing. It's the equivalent of saying from Kew Garden Hills to Kew Gardens you have to, but from Kew Gardens to Kew Garden Hills you do not. That's a very strange thing. Well, what, what's the shot in that? So the Gemara says, The only way to understand that is like this. Okay, there's two reasons why you have to say either because they didn't travel. Now, if they, if it has to do with the travel, then does it make sense that if I tell you from Kew Garden Hills to Kew Gardens you have to, from Kew Gardens to Kew Garden Hills you don't? That doesn't make any sense. Usually, if they're if they're traveling, they're traveling, right? That doesn't make any sense. So says the Gemara. The only way it makes sense is the, if you follow Rabba, which is that the need to say it is because the area where it was writing they weren't learned. So perhaps in Be'akitfein they were in Ak. Tisfain, they were learned, and Be'ar they were not. That's the only way to explain it. Because if it's a travel thing, they're clearly traveling within these two towns. So it doesn't, what's up shot? So the Gemara says, so you're telling me it makes sense according to Rabbah. The problem is Rabbah holds of Rava. You cannot follow Rabbah exclusively. The Gemara says, Tisbah, Rabbah, Isli, the Rava. So it has to be a travel thing. So then what's up shot? So the answer is. 
Rabbah holds that if they don't travel, it's a problem. So if you're telling me that it, it can't be in a Lashma issue, because if it's a travel issue, then we got ourselves a problem. So the Gemara says, Ella, Ella, the Kul Yama Bina Lekaimoi, Vahani Kivan the Azul Shukala Hosam, Hanach Yadi Bechasimis Yoda, Vahani Bidahanach Layoda, my time at Bishukayu 3D. The answer is actually very simple. Okay, I, I, forget, I can't say these, these names are hard for me to say. I'll, just, I'll use Kewar and Hills Kewar. Uh, uh, it's all about traveling. Okay, why is it, again, what, what does it mean to travel? What it means is like this I write a get and then I deliver it to a certain town. I deliver it to Brooklyn, yeah? From Queens to Brooklyn. Now, if people don't travel from Queens to Brooklyn, then it's going to be a problem because then she's in Brooklyn. She's gonna, the husband's going to say the signatures are forged. She's not going to, she's going to be like, well, I need people from Queens and they don't travel here. That's the problem. These two towns of Akitisfain and Bayardashir, they travel to each other. Why? Because Bayardashir would travel to Akitsfain for the markets. Akitsfain were the big markets. Bayardashir were like a shtetl. They would travel there. They did travel to each other, but the people that went to the big the people from the shtetl that went to the market, they would write checks, they would write documents because they would be paying for things. So the people of the market town would recognize the handwriting of the shtetl. But the vice versa didn't happen because the people, the people from the market, the people from the shtetl didn't recognize the handwriting of the, of the market town because the only time they interacted, they were the store owners. So it was sort of a one-way relationship. So they did travel with each other, but the reason why traveling matters is because Everyone, why does it matter if they travel, right? Oh, if they travel to each other, you don't have to say it. Why? Because they know that the assumption is people recognize each other's handwriting and they travel. So I, I can get people to identify and they're coming here anyway. Over here, they're traveling, but they don't recognize handwriting, only one direction. The people from the small shtetl do not recognize the handwriting of the market because the people in the market, they recognize the shtetl because they're getting the checks, they're getting IOUs, they're getting documents. Okay, fine, 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 fine. So they could recognize them. So therefore, if they're bringing a get, they don't have to say it. But the opposite, the people from the marketplace, if they go to the shtetl town, the shtetl town the people don't recognize their handwriting because it's a one-way direct, one-way relationship. I'll give you an example with, you, with diamonds, right? If I go to you all the time and I buy from you, you're going to recognize my handwriting because I'm going to give you checks and IOUs and, 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 and shtaris. I, I'm not going to recognize your handwriting because <laughs> it's a one-way relationship. That's how it was. So they did travel with each other, but it was Ke'ilu, they only traveled one way because the people of the larger town of Be- of uh, Akatisfain recognized the Ardashir, but not the opposite. Okay. Now the Gemara says one more point about this. Rabba Baravua, I'm assuming this is within Bavel. Rabba Baravua would require... Here, I'm just, I'm just Rabba Baravua, Matzuch me Arsa la Arsa. He would have to say it from one row of houses to another across the street. The Gemara is going to. Ex- okay, yeah, okay, fine. I don't know what this is. Within Kew Garden Hills, he would make them say it. Now, that's very strange because you're within the neighborhood. So uh, the assumption is that there's obviously no travel concern because they're like across the street. And 
the assumption is everyone recognizes each other's handwriting. So that is a very strange. Rav Sheshis would require within one town, but from neighborhood to neighborhood. Also strange. And Rabba also required it within one neighborhood. So what's going on over here? Why are they being so particular when it's one town? L'chaira, they're travel. There's no travel needs. So what is the what's the pshat? The answer is If the whole concern is, I'm sorry, Rabba. If the whole concern is that you're not going to get people to identify the shtaris, it's within Kew Garden Hills. It's, it shouldn't be difficult. The answer is Shani b'nei Mechuzah denaidi. This is talking about the city of Mechuzah. The city of Mechuzah, they were very, very uh, business people. They were very, very big business people. The Gemara talks about this a couple times at Shas. The people of B'nei Chuzah were very business people. And there was no community feel. Meaning, they didn't know each other at all. It's the equivalent of being in Manhattan. So technically, it's one neighborhood. But why does one neighborhood matter? It's because within one neighborhood, there's no travel problem. And they recognize each other's handwriting. That's the assumption. Not in Mechuzah. In Mechuzah, they did not recognize each other's handwriting. So Mechuzah, if you needed to identify signatures, it would be very difficult because nobody interacted with each other. It was like uh, there was no communal feel. So everyone just walked in the morning, they dove, and they went straight to work and came back. That was it. There was no interaction. Therefore, they needed to say it because you're going to say, well, they're in one neighborhood. The answer is, who cares? No one knows each other. So the whole point of one neighborhood is everyone recognizes each other's handwriting and it's easy to access. No one recognizes each other's handwriting because they didn't interact with each other. They all just went their separate ways. They all didn't work inside and they all went separate ways. Therefore, it was a special, uh, a special town. Rav Chonin Mishtoi Rav Kana. Rav Chonin was dealing with Kana. Aisi Gita. He brought a get. So he wasn't sure if he was bringing it from Surin to Nardor, Nardor to Surah, but it was being brought from one bubble town to the next. They came in front of Rav. Do I have to say it or not? Now, if you remember, Rav said that within Bavel does not need to say it. So he asked Rav, do I have to say it? So what should Rav say? No. But what did Rav say? Rav says you don't need it. This is consistent. Go to the next page. So Rav says you do not need to say it because within Bavel is like Eretz Yisrael. But Rav said, But if you did it, it's good. If you did it, it works. Meaning, you don't have to say but if you did, it works. What do you mean it works? What do you mean it works? My e of this What do you mean that if I did it, it works? The answer is You don't have to say it, but if you say it, then even if the husband comes and questions, we're not going to listen to him. This is from within Bavel. So Rob's opinion is that within Bavel you do not have to say it. So they asked Rob, do we have to say it? He said, you don't have to, but if you say it, it'll prevent us listening to the husband in the future. Meaning basically, it's a good idea. Right? So such a concept, now we're seeing that there's like the requirement to say it, and now there's a concept that it's not required, but if you do, it'll help, That will it'll shut up the husband. That if the husband comes a year later and says, that's ah, not legit, we're not going to listen to him. Where do we find such a precedent that... There's no requirement, but if you say it, it's effective. The Gemara says, Kidatanya, as we have the following Brisa. There was a person who brought a get in front of Rav Yishmael. Now he brought it from a town in the north of Israel. Now this town was technically Israel. Did not need to say it. So he brought it to Yerushalayim, let's say, and it's from, uh, I'll pick a Rosh, uh, Rosh HaNikra, okay? I'm obviously not, because that's actually beyond Israel borders for this discussion. But, like, pick that example, right? So he brought it from up at Tzvat. He brought it from Tzvat, Bekitzer. So what's the halacha? Doesn't need to be saying, But what did Rabbi Shmuel do? 
So he asked Rabbi Shmuel, do I have to say? It's Amr Bnei Mehechanata, where are you bring the gut from? Amr Lei Rabbi, Mekfar Sisoi. I'm bringing it from a shtetl, a town in Israel called Kfar Sisoi. Amr Lei, Tzarech Atalai Mefanechta Vaynechtam, Shalai Tizkak Le'edim. So Rabbi Shmuel said, you have to say it so that the woman is protected. Okay? You have to say it so that the woman is protected. Now, the Gemara at first thinks he means to say, simply put, you have to say it. Here's the problem. Kfar Sisoi is Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael does not require you to say before Nechla. So the Gemara says, after this person left the room, Nechla the fall of Ravi Loi. Ravi Loi went into Rabbi Shmuel and he said, Rabbi, how like Kfar Sisoi, Mavluz Betchom Eretz Yisrael. Kfar Sisoi is Eretz Yisrael. Ukroi velitzipur yosim Ako. And it's actually closer than Ako. Utsnad Rav Meir Oimer Ako Keretz Yisrael again. And Akko, we know that Rav Meir considers Israel for this discussion. And even the Rabbanon only disagree by Akko because it's far away. Kfarsi Soi is universally Eretz Yisrael. So why are you making this guy say, So what did Rav Yishmael say? Quiet, my son, quiet. I mean, be quiet. I'm doing this to help the woman, meaning... Rabbi Yishmael is introducing this concept that you don't have to, but you should, because that way it protects the woman from any questions of the husband a year later. Because in Eretz Yisrael, right, if you don't say right, what happens if the husband questions it a year later? She now has to bring proof from the signatures that it's legit. So Rabbi Yishmael was just telling him, listen, say it to protect the woman. So he thought, so Ravi Loy thought that he was requiring him Mi'ikar Adin. He's saying, no, I'm not requiring Mi'ikar Adin. I, I, my opinion is, always could I to say it to protect the woman. So now the Gemara just asked one question. Makes a lot of sense. It's just a little strange that Ravi Loy is asking, because if you remember when I told you the Lashon, Ravi Shmuel said you should say it, because we want to protect the woman. That extra line explains his opinion. So like Ravi Loy was so confused and Ravi Loy is like, I don't understand, why do you have to? And Ravi Shmuel's like, I'm just doing it to protect the woman. It's not a requirement, I'm just doing it to protect the woman. Ravi Shmuel said that, so why is Ravi Loy confused? Ravi Shmuel said, I'm doing this to protect the woman. It's pretty clear in his statement that it's not the classic requirement, right? If I were to ask you, you bring a, a divorce from Lebanon to Yerushalayim, and when you ask me, what's the halach? I'd say you have to say it, why? Would I say because to protect the woman? Because the Mishnah says you have to. That's Takanas Chazal. So Ravi Shmuel explained it's to protect the woman. So why is he Ravi Loy confused? The Gemara says, Rabbi Shmuel said, we're doing this so that she will be protected in the future. She won't have to find witnesses. So didn't he, so why is Rabbi Loy asking him? The answer is, that part of the story didn't get back to Rabbi Loy. Meaning someone just told Rabbi Loy, Rabbi Shmuel required someone to say it without explaining what Rabbi Shmuel actually explained. Sometimes you have it where you have half a story. You got the psak without the rationale. So Rabbi Loy just hears that Rabbi Shmuel requires from Kfar Sisoi, and he's confused. So he goes to Rabbi Shmuel to to try to clarify, but had he actually heard the whole story, he probably would have, it would have been simple to him. Now, the rest of the daf is very easy. The, the kash is like this. Very interesting, actually very interesting rest of the daf. The Gemara says, Shalich loy rav aviyasar l'rav chizda. Rav aviyasar sent rav chizda the following halacha. Gitin haboin misham lekan. If you have gitin that come from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael, what's the halacha? See, so he says, You do not have to say if it's from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael. That's what Rav Eviyasar says to Rav Chizda. 
So the Gemara tries to explain that. So why, again, so I bring a get from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael, I do not have to say. The Gemara says, well, the easiest way to explain it is, the whole reason to say it is like Rabbah, that they're not learned, and in Bavel, where they write it, they were learned. The problem is, Rabbah holds a brava. Don't tell me that it's Rava. Rava holds of Rava. And if they don't travel, it's an issue. Tizbra Harabi is like the Rava. El de Kuliyama, being a Lakaimoi, the Kivan Dika Rab, the Salkivanachi, Mishkashkihi. Really, it has to do with traveling. And Bovel to Eretz Yisrael, they traveled so often that it was not a concern. Bovel to Eretz Yisrael, that's what they used to do. They would go from Bovel to Eretz Yisrael and vice versa. So because it was such a common traveling, it's, it, it was not required. Fine. So you have just to review. Rav Aviyasar introduces the discussion that if you write, if you bring a get from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael, it does not require because people travel all the time. The Gemara says, "I'm Rav Yosef." Rav Yosef heard this teaching, and he said, "Man lemalunder Rav Yosef b'Samchu." Who is this Rav Yosef that I should trust him? <laughs> it's interesting. Rav Yosef is the one who said this teaching. Rav Yosef said, "I'm supposed to trust this guy. He's, how do I know that he's a Tamachacham?" Right. You send the attention. I know, it's interesting. That's what I said. It's an interesting amount. About Rav Yosef, how do I know that he's trustworthy? And I'll prove to you that I question whether he's trustworthy. Why? Rav Yosef sent Rav Yehuda the following teaching. It's interesting because Rav Yehuda is consistent. Rav Yehuda was not a fan of moving from Eretz Yisrael, from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael, if you remember in Brachas. Rav Yehuda was not a fan of that. So Rav Yosef sent Rav Yehuda the following teaching. The Bachrim that go from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael, they're fulfilling the Pasuk. It's a fulfillment of the Pasuk. The Pasuk says that you'll give your child over to a, a Zaina and uh, you'll have to sell them for, for, uh, for, uh, for money. Meaning, in other words, Rav Yasser was sending to Rav Yehuda that he's not a fan of people going to Eretz Yisrael to learn because they, they would get married in Bavel. And then during like Shana Rishana, they would just go to Eretz Yisrael for a couple of years. He wasn't a fan because they're not living with their wives, so they're not worried about having children. And if they have children, they're not supporting the children. So he sent them a Pasuk. Now this is a Pasuk, this is a Pasuk in Yoel, okay? He sent them that they're fulfilling the following Pasuk. What does that have to do with anything? The halach is that if you're writing a Pasuk of Tanakh on a paper, you had to do Sirtut. You had to <coughs> make the lines that we do in the Sifritar. How many words from the Pasuk do you have to write before Sirtut? It's Machlaikis, two or three or four or five. Bikitza, he wrote an entire Pasuk. He wrote multiple words and didn't do Sirtut. Oh, so Rav Yosef says, who is this Rav Yosef? I'm supposed to trust him. All I know is that he once sent the Pasuk and he didn't do Sirtut. So if he didn't know the laws of Sirtut, I don't know if I should trust him for the laws of Gin. So the Gemara says, because of Leboli Sirtut. And he wrote this Pasuk without Sirtut. So you're going to say, okay, what's the big deal? Maybe Sirtut is only required by a Sefer Torah. Vam Rav Yitzchak, Rav Yitzchak taught, Shtayim Kaisvin, Shalash In Kaisvin. You could write two words without sirtut. You can't write three. And b'masis and tanah shalosh kaisin arbein kaisin. Or some say three. You could write four. You can't. The kids are maisa. You can't write three words from a pasuk without sirtut. And he did. So Rav Yosef is questioning the the validity of Rav Yosef's teaching because if he doesn't know the sirtut thing, then uh, what does he know? So Amar Lei Abaya Abaya said to Rav Yosef, "Atu kol deloyada hadar Rav Yitzchak lavgaver Rabbu." By the way, would this make sense? <laughs> Imagine if I told you this teaching. Uh, you, you quote a Rav, and I say, he doesn't know the Sirta thing. He, what, well, well, so Rabbi says, because anyone who doesn't know the Sirta thing is not a Tamil Chacham. Well, that's, the, that's the barometer of knowledge, and if you don't know this, then you don't know anything. 
if it was a, a ruling that was rational, right? If it was like a cheshbon, and he couldn't figure out the cheshbon, I understand questioning his, his ability. Hagemarahi. This teaching of Yitzchak of how many words you could write without sirtat is a tradition. It's a halacha Mesinai. Right? It's just a tradition that you got from your Rabbeim. So he never had this tradition. What are you going to have a taina on the guy? He didn't know Rav Yitzchak. So someone comes over to me and I say a teaching. And someone says, you know Rav Yashiv said not like that. I'm like, I didn't know. I'm like, how am I supposed to know everything Rav Yashiv said? That's a taina on me. So because I don't know this, I don't know anything. So he questions. He says, you're going to question Rav Yitzchak because he doesn't know the Rav Yitzchak. So he never heard Rav Yitzchak's teaching. What do you want? It's not like it's a svara that he couldn't figure out. It's a t- tradition. He never had that tradition. And I'll prove to you that Rav Yosef is legitimate. Rav Yosef is one of the Tanoim that HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself said he's correct. That's a fascinating Himara. We were talking about Tanakh before. You don't have to be a very bucky in Tanakh to know the story of Pilagish Begiv. I'm not going to go through all the details because it's very upsetting, but it was one of the larger uh, civil wars in Klayusos history. There was a man who was married to a concubine and they had a big fight, and they separated. They had a trial separation for a few months. Um, the kids said they got back together. The night after they got back together, they were surrounded. They were in Binyamin, and the men of Binyamin wanted to attack the man, to live with the man. And they took the woman, and they, and they attacked her overnight, and she, she died. And they chopped up the body, sent it to all of it. So it led to a big uh, civil war, and they killed a lot of the members of Binyamin. That's the story of Pilagish The question is, what led to their trial separation in the beginning? The passage just says that they separated. What led to it? So the Gemara says, that the Pilagshay upset him, and they became separated. The question is, what did she do that led to the trial separation in the beginning of the story of Pilagish Begiva? So it's a machlekes Rav Yasser and Rav Yonason. Rav Yasser Amr Zvuv Matzaloi. Rav Yasser says that he found a fly in his food, and he was upset by this. Rav Yonason Amr Nima Yasseboi. And Rav Yonason says, no, he, he found a, a hair in his food. So it's a machlekes hair. Or fly. Okay. Ashkechir Rav Yosef Lelio. Rav Yosef met Elio Anovi. And Amr Lei, my cover Akadish Baruchu. He asked Elio, what is Akadish Baruchu doing now? Amr Lei, Osik Pilagshe Begiva. Akadish Baruchu is learning the Sugya of Pilagish Begiva. Umay Kamer, what is Hashem saying? Amr Lei, this is what Hashem himself is saying. Av Yosef Beni Kachu Oimer. My son Av Yosef is saying that's the fly. Yoinus Beni Kachu Oimer. And Yoinus is saying it's a, a hair. Amr Lei, so. Yosef hears this, that it seems like it's a machleikis, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not sure, Chas Hashem, that what? Hashem is bringing that two opinions, so it's a machleikis. Amr Lev, Chas Hashem, Hashem is not sure? Like, like he's bringing down two opinions. You don't bring down two opinions when you know the truth. So Amr Lev, They're both right. Now, Eilu Ve'elu Divrechem usually works when it's not a metzias, when it's not a historical fact. This is a historical fact. Was it a flyer or was it a hair? The answer is... Hashem said that he originally found a fly, but he didn't care. But then when he found the hair, he cared. So they're both right. It was a hair or a fly. By the way, the reason why this entire story is brought down is to show you this Rav of Yasser is not a lightweight. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself is quoting him and saying, he's not a lightweight. That's what Abayah was saying. Now that we mentioned it, let's just finish the story of Pelegish Begiva. Um, Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda explains the story of Zvuv Bikara Venima Ba'isay Makam that the hair was not in the food, but rather it was a hair that she normally the women would it was that part of the body by relations, and the women would shave that part of the body to not hurt the husband during relations. She didn't. So when it says hair, it's that she didn't groom that part of the body, and he was upset by this. 
and or a different shot is uh, meaning, and the pshat is zvuv miisusa v'neimisakanta. The zvuv, the fly, is just disgusting. The hair, he felt that he could actually get hurt because if it wrapped over his aver, it could cause him to be sterile. Ikadamri, or some say edive edivikara. Some say no, the hair was actually in the food. So why did he get so upset about the hair? Zvuv einsa name of pshiusa. The fly, it fell in. You can't control that. The hair, that's uh, that's carelessness, and he got upset. Okay, fine, b'kitzer. Amrav chizda. Now says the Gemara, this husband of this woman, she made a mistake. He got upset with her and he yelled at her and she and she left him. They had a trial separation. The Gemara says he shouldn't have been so tough. A husband cannot put too much fear in his house. Why? The whole story happened because he was upset with her and, and she was afraid that she ran away from him and that led to the eventual civil war which killed thousands and thousands of Jews and it all started with too much trepidation in the home. Anyone who has too much fear in the house, it could lead to the following three Averis. Now, how could it be those three? So Rashi says very simple. Gili Arayis was that one of the things that women were afraid of, they, the mikvahs sometimes were, were cold during the winter. And a lot of times she was nervous. She was cold, she didn't want to go. Now, if she was comfortable telling her husband she didn't go to the mikvah, then fine. But a lot of times she was afraid of her husband and she was afraid that if she says she didn't go to the mikvah, he'll get upset. So she would live with him, claiming to have gone to the mikvah. It's Gila Rais. Shvichas Domim is very simple. Uh, Rashi says either it's the Pilegish Begiva story or she's running away from him because she's afraid of him and then she falls down the steps and breaks her neck and she dies. And Chil Shabbos is sometimes the, the soup is not hot and she's afraid of her husband so she'll... Turn on the fire. Those are the three things that too much fear in the house leads to terrible, terrible things. And we'll end with this a famous Gemara. There are three things you have to say in your house, Erev Shabbos. You have to remind your family of these three things. But, Asartem. Right? You have to make sure that they separated Trumas and Meisus and Chala because you can't do that at Shabbos. Aravtem, you have to do the Erevin, right? Erev Tavshilin, Erev Chatseris. And the last one is Eliqazaner. Did you light the Friday night candles? But Sarach Lemermenu Ben Chaisa. All of these things you have to say nicely. Because if you don't, then people are just going to lie to you. And you got to be able to, the family can't be afraid. All right, we'll stop here. Okay.